have to be a woman, quote unquote, selling her body or using her body. And then the other flip side is being a lawyer and being educated. You could be both. You could absolutely own both sides of you. Yo, I'm going to be real. If my lawyer's a stripper, <laughs> no, you're not my lawyer. Like, it's, that's, <laughs> I'm sorry, Marcella. <laughs> you can't be both. teaching me some dance moves and honestly i really appreciate that because i uh, i stay up at night just thinking in circles dancing keeps you up at night dancing keeps me up at night it torments me at night you know i fucking hate dancing sometimes so why you do it so often huh i don't know i feel like a slave to the dance floor oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. i didn't mean to sound so poetic i'm being real i'm being real and i'm being Spit some bars real quick I'm also being a little vulnerable. Yeah, I had a couple of drinks. I said I would. Part <laughs> 500. Yeah. I thought she was sober. Yo, for the I'll be hey to all my fans listening. I'm gonna be completely honest with you right now. I am not sober. I said I told a lot of people I was gonna maintain my sobriety, and I ended up Lies. getting I ended up getting more fucked up than I ever thought I would. Cause you were lying. I hope that doesn't say anything about my character. I tried to be as genuine and as, and as honest as possible, but that doesn't mean that I'm also not a human being who's sometimes their spirit gets a little bit broken. Oof. Davis. Came with the poetry. Davis, come through it. I'm just drunk. <laughs> I'm drunk right now. Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm just chilling, as always. Uh, Big nonchalant vibes? Sorry? Big nonchalant vibes? Yeah, yeah, that's that's me on the podcast, you know, okay. just always chilling, kicking it, you know. Never had a bad day in my life. Maybe I have a little bit. Ooh, maybe, maybe that's I bold. Yo, I, I don't like having bad days or great days. I just want to have, like, medium days all around. Like, if I have sevens all around, I'm just Why? chilling. Why? You feel like I you're protecting know. yourself. Yes, yes. I mean, who the fuck wants to be depressed all the fucking time? But you want to be happy? I am happy. I'm just like, chilling. Extra, like extremely happy? <laughs> okay, the people who are usually extremely super high, happy, giggling, when they fucking crash, right. they crash You're like right. that shit goes down. crazy. Boom. And I'm like, I don't want that shit. You know, I'm, I'm just maintain, you know? I respect that. Cool, cool. Anyway, uh, let's, let's go. Hey, we're about to start this podcast right now, so I'm about to do this intro. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the All Feelings, No Facts podcast, where every week we do our best not to get canceled, y'all. All right? I think we're doing a good... Um, yeah, we... Uh, as far We're on episode four. How are y'all canceled already? Yo, this is episode six, I think. Oh. One good console, one bad. So y'all did get canceled? Yeah, we, we did get canceled, but we're trying to pretend that we didn't. Anyways, basically on this podcast, we talk about relationships, navigating the dating scene, self-development, and social issues. And we mean the controversial shit too, all right? My name is Rashawn. I'm the star of the show. I got my co-host Davis, a resident stepdad in the building. And now we got Marcella sitting to my left. If you're on the video, I'm assuming that you're on YouTube right now or TikTok. We got Marcella on my right. If this is TikTok, she's on my left, all right? So, hey, Marcella, for the people... (laughs) For the people in the, for the people in the audience, just give us a little background about who you are as a human being, and we want to know just a little bit about yourself. Okay, so my name is Marcella. I am a person in my young twenties. I am new to Dallas, kind of been here for about a year and a half. Came from New York, born in Columbia. A lot of different life experiences have made me who I am today. So I'm excited to talk to y'all because I don't really know y'all on a deep level, you know? So I'm excited to like open up the doors a little bit, see what we got. Cool. Do you feel loved today? Marcella? Do I feel what? Do you feel loved today? Alive or loved? Loved. Loved. I feel loved today, yeah. Okay, cool. Do you feel enough today? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Hey. Do you? <laughs> hey, very rarely. Do you, do we, very, very, I mean, I, oh yeah, always, always. Always. But very rarely do we, I think you're the first person who's, the second person who's been like, yeah, I feel like I'm enough. And so, you know. You gotta do it, bro. You gotta do it for yourself. 
So where do you think all that energy comes from? Because I feel like there's a lot of people who are... If we were to ask them that question, Mm -hmm. they'd be like, no, bro, I'm not really feeling myself today. I'm not really the one, you know? And I feel like you're the opposite where, yeah, Marcella just made a face where she's like, huh? (laughs) Yeah, if you're on YouTube, you just saw her face. But can you explain, like, where's that energy coming from? Like, what gets you up every morning? You talking about your passion or like, what's that all about? Like anything. What gets you up? If you're not enough, you're going to live every day like, what the fuck am I on this earth for? Well, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people, I don't know about a lot of people, but some people, Mm. they're still in their bed. And it's, what time is it? It's eight o'clock. It's eight o'clock. You didn't get up yet. Well, your girl got a job for one. So I'm trying to get paid, trying to get up, trying to get this money. Okay. And two, I feel like um, a mentality that I have adopted recently is, Every day brings something, it's a journey. Every day brings something new that you don't expect. So you get up every day to experience life. And that could be good, that could be bad. But at the end of the day, like you owe it to yourself to be like, I did my best today and I feel loved by myself. You know? But going back to the what gets you up at night, what gets you, sorry, not what gets you up at night. What? That's a different conversation. <laughs> What gets you up in the morning? Um, mm-hmm. what's, what are you most passionate about that kind of drives you and kind of drives this lifestyle that you've built? You know, you've been to all these places. You've seen all these different things. Um, so is there one specific thing that you want to achieve in your life? Is it your family that's driving you? You know, what, what is it? I don't think I could owe it to one thing, to be honest. And I think you need to have different outlets of what inspires you, what motivates you, because sometimes maybe one thing is going to fail you. So, for example, you mentioned family. I don't live near my family. My family's from New York. They're all in New York. Like, Dallas is just me. So sometimes, like, family's not going to get me up in the morning because I'm not going to see them that day. I'm not going to see them for a couple weeks, a couple months. So you got to have something else. It could be friends. It could be dancing. It could be... Um, I'm really, I'm like a scholar low key. Like I read on my nerd shit. So I really like learning about new stuff. Um, just different, like different outlets, music, music is my soul. Mm. Like without music, I don't think I could exist, but having different ways to express yourself, different ways to motivate yourself throughout the day. Like you need different ways to motivate you because sometimes some will fail and you can't rely on one thing. Yo, Marcel is speaking facts right now. I really, I, re- I really appreciate you saying that because some people, they really do put all their eggs in one basket and then when things fall through, then you got, you got depression, mm-hmm. you got anxiety, you have bipolar. But you know, that's not to say though that because you have different outlets and different things that inspire you that you're not going to have bad days. Like, we're all human, and I think we're all going to have those days where we don't feel like getting up, where we don't feel like, "Mm, I don't really want to do anything today. And I think just owning that is important because that's part of the human experience, and then once you get over that, then you're going to have, you're going to make the space for, like, better days, you know? You know, there's a difference between bad days and people who've just had bad trends, and yes, you can have, you know, your, your, you know, one day where you're just falling off, but... You know, what do you want to tell to the people out there who have been off for like two months, three months, and they don't see a light at the end of the tunnel? Well, I'm not a professional. So oh, yeah. my We're not professional therapists. Or, professional. Yeah. Hey, this is I not do. a mental health not podcast. I said but, this already. But, you know, speaking about mental health, I would say first rely on your, like, kind of evaluate what's your support system, right? What yes. is that comprised of? And then if you reach out to them and that's not enough, reach further and like seek mental health support if you really need it. Because um, within psychology, like depression, it's not just being sad for a week or two. It's a pattern of over six months. So kind of have that self-reflection and seek help when you need it. But that's me chatting because I know that seeking help is really hard and I don't I don't seek help when I need to. So, hey, I'm about to say a really fucking hot take that just came up. I feel like. Our society is being sold on depression. Mm. Hey, yo, get depression, get anxiety, get this shit that's going to hold you down because your friend has it and this person has it. And now you're in the doctor's office and they think you have it. Question, though, who's selling that? Society, culture. Who is society, though? Instagram, TikTok. Mm. Hey, I'm sad on my camera. 
So er- <laughs> all right. everything you're saying though kind of brings me back to like I'm not trying to be anti-capitalism, but like capitalism, right? Yeah, because sure. all of these things are profiting off of antidepressants, mm-hmm. right? Yes. The pharmaceutical companies are extremely rich, extremely fucked up. And so when you bring it back to like society, who do you mean in society? Is it Instagram? Instagram's a company, right? It's a business. Yeah, hell yeah. Are is. you talking about like doctors? They trying to they trying to get their they're money. They trying to push you their know? Um, Insurance companies, they trying to get their money. So mm-hmm. like, it comes back to. The interconnectedness of like business, capitalism, society, and how we promote those things within each other. I, I feel like what Marcel is saying is that like people are making money off you ho- hoping that you'll be depressed or commit to this culture of being depressed or having. No, okay, like I'm saying, look, look, if you legitimately are depressed, you have some kind of chemical imbalance, there is. Uh, lifestyle choices you can make, maybe dietary changes, or even if you have to, pharmaceutical intervention. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not against Xanax, Prozac, Lorazepam, um, Lithium. Like, you you do you. I, whatever is going to help you get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. But also, like, make a decision to maybe get out of this whole thing and stop saying, you know, I am depressed. I have. But I think that's the point, though. And I think it's like a, a gray area between are you clinically depressed mm. or are you going through a really hard time? Yeah. Did you watch too many Instagram reels? Right. You know what I mean? That's a that's a fucking yeah. Hey, watch out. Because I think that's the thing you mentioned, like. Part of it, yeah, get the support you need, be it through pills, through therapy, but also get out of it and, like, make a change for yourself. But that's the thing about depression. You can't make that change for yourself. It's when that option is no longer an option anymore. And so I think that's why it is. It's it's kind of hard because it's like, yeah, you need therapy. Yeah, drugs are helpful. But, like, are they always necessary? Over-medication is crazy. Um, Have you ever been depressed, Marcella? I don't think so. I've definitely went through a very difficult transition when I moved states. Just because, like, it was a lot of things happening at once, right? I was starting my big girl job, starting grad school, switching to a new state where I mentioned I have no family, pandemic. It was crazy. But I don't know if I would ever say I was depressed. Yeah, you got something to say. Well, because... For me, I, I don't think I've ever been depressed, mm-hmm. but it's always been a mindset of mine mm-hmm. that I won't even let myself go there or I wouldn't allow myself to like go over that hill because you mentioned something earlier about your support system mm-hmm. and, and reaching out to them. And I feel like every guy or every girl mm-hmm. needs to have like their crew, their pack where if things are going wrong in your life. You can reach out to them. You can talk to them. And I've always had like a really good support support group of people I let in and I allowed into my life so they watch for things like that and mm-hmm. I don't you know go over the hill but what about the people who just can't develop a support system you know they just don't they don't have people to reach out to they're just kind of solo and I mean most people kind of just are solo warriors at this point they don't really have a lot of friends so how can those people sort of try avoiding going over that hill you know I'm going to say I don't have the answer because that is a thought that I um, had come to mind when I was living in Texas when I first moved here because I felt like I was losing my support system in New York, right? You know, my friends are still my friends, but I'm not talking to them every day. My family's still my family, but I'm not seeing them every day, right? And so in Texas, I still had not yet established my support system. I did not have close friends here. I did not have coworker friends that I really like felt connected to. And so that was something that I was thinking because my mom always used to say, like, when people live alone in America, like, that's why they get depressed because they got no friends, they got no family. And when I was going through that time, I was like, damn, she was right. But um, I don't know. I want to say, like, part of me wants to say, like, go find a support system, but I know it's not that easy. It's really difficult. And if you're not the type of person to get close to people like that, it's extra difficult. So I don't know. Because my solution for, for this, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a fucking bulletproof one, but you you kind of have to let people into your life. Mm-hmm. You can't build these fences that no one can break through. Um, and I think it's mo- because a lot of people have been hurt before. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have been hurt a lot, and they've just kind of 
gotten hard as fuck and now they're like fuck everyone like <laughs> he said big body big body they're like fuck you've been working now yo i see you they just like fuck everyone else like i've already been hurt and they just kind of build this barrier even in relationships a lot of yeah, times you go through one heartbreak you go through another heartbreak third heart heartbreak in you're like fuck fuck these niggas you know fuck men are trash you know <laughs> just like like I'm, I'm not fucking with you all anymore and people do that in friendships and they just end up being solo and you know and i do think i do think a lot of it though does stem from like an unconscious part that they may not be aware of yet because it takes a lot of self-reflection to really understand why am I pushing people away? Why am I not allowing people in, right? Um, and I think a lot of it can also stem from childhood trauma that you're not even aware of was trauma until you really take that step back and you think about why do I act the way that I act towards friends, towards family, towards romantic partnerships. And that is another step that people may not be ready to take until they've done the self-reflection. I just want to say, <clears throat> I just want to say something right now. Yes, I am drunk, <laughs> but even then, I can say something wise for maybe someone who's a little bit lonely or doesn't know how to connect. All right, this is not a, you know, I'm not your therapist, but I'm about to be right now. Or maybe I'll do even better than that. Honestly, oh. I, hey, yo, I tried therapy. the confidence. Hey. Don't quote him. Don't quote him. Look, I'm team fuck therapy. I'll oh. say it right now. I don't give okay. a shit, okay? I fucking used to, I used to hide this shit from people, but I'm drunk, so I'm saying the truth, okay? I got myself. I got my own mind. I got a fucking heart and a soul, okay? Mm-hmm. What do I need a therapist for, all right? Anyways. Let me adjust myself. <laughs> look, if you feel like you're alone or... It, look, we're all human beings. We're here to connect. I, we're not here... It's not about the money or the cars or popping bottles at the club. That's fun and everything. I, I, I do that stuff regularly, okay? It's okay. It's fun. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you know, if you ever want to open yourself up to the world, the first thing that I would say is that you have to stop judging people and you have to stop criticizing people. Oh, he's he looks like this. She fucking is this big. You know what I mean? Like just fucking cuz we're we're fed in society, hey, like everyone feels like they should judge or criticize people. But as you start to unwire that part of your mind, then it's naturally going to be easier to just say hi, hello, how are you? What's up? And from there it becomes a snowball effect where now you're connecting with people. Maybe they're not your friends, but through time, maybe they will. And it comes from you receding from this behavior of criticizing people or passing judgment. Everyone has their own story. There's no reason to judge anybody in this world. So if you can just accept people for who they are, it's going to be a lot easier for you to just say, like, hi to somebody. You know what I mean? Marcel, does that make any sense? It does. It brings me back, though, to New York, right? So New York, people don't give a fuck what you do. Mm. You could be crazy on the street, on the train. Like, people pay you no mind. And one thing that hit me when I moved to Texas is people are fake nice down here. This whole Southern hospitality, fuck me. No, I don't want that. Like, I think people here are fake nice. And so it makes you question if their intentions are genuine. Like, do you really want to say hi to me? Or are you just doing it out of courtesy? Because if you're doing out of courtesy, I don't need your high. Like, I don't need that. Whereas in New York, like, people mind their business. I don't got to say hi to you if I don't want to say hi to you. But that way you know that if I say hi to you, it's because, like, I'm genuinely trying to flex with you, you know? And so I think that realness comes with not giving a fuck about what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. You're not thinking about them. You're not criticizing them. You're just living your life by your own means. And... Yeah, I don't know. I forgot what my connection was. No, that's good. I think we pretty much just summed that all up. I'm going to go into the, the next question. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcella, can you define feminism for us? Because sometimes I don't even fucking know what that shit is, but you're a woman, so obviously, you know. Can obviously I co- what? Obviously, you know about it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all you know. right. I don't know. Don't cancel me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I called you a woman. No, you're good. <laughs> or whatever I did. No, I think that's interesting because... Um, 
a lot of times words like feminism, racism, all these isms Ooh. get a bad rep. Okay. And yeah, everyone has their own definition of it, right? And so when you bring up feminism and you bring it up as like a woman's problem, it's mm. very interesting because in my studies and what I've read and like what I've learned about is like, why is feminism a woman's problem? It's really not about women or men. It's about the patriarchy. And so... Y'all just gave each other the look, and I do not know what to think. I do not know what to think. Oh, that's funny. You can keep going. Okay. I want to hear that comment later, though. No, but yeah, I think it's just... Um, we have to take it away from focusing on the people and I think focus on the problem, right? So I don't think it's like, how do I put this? Like, it's not, you're not going to get anywhere blaming men, blaming women, right? It's not about the people. It's about the actual issue at hand. And so that issue at hand stems farther back than men or women. It's something societal, something institutional. And so... Feminism is more for me like a socio-political movement for striving for equality and equity. Um, and so for me, it's very important to also bring an in intersectionality because I don't think there could be feminism where you're only talking about women because you have to look at black women versus Latina women versus Asian women versus white women. Trans women. Trans women, exactly. You have to bring hey, in... I'm woke, too. I know that word. Trans. Ayo. Yeah, so I think you have to bring in different perspectives and see how they overlap and really focus on, like, what is your end goal? So not focusing on, like, oh, it's just a movement. People be jacking. I'm a feminist. Are you a feminist? Does it have a bad rep? Like, I don't really know. Um, and just, like, what do you think feminism is? What do you think feminism is? Are you asking me right now? Yes, sir. Oh God, <laughs> I'm. There's I'm a, no wrong answer, really. really? Okay. Like, wrong yeah. <laughs> hey, for, let me just preface by saying I don't. I'm. I'm uneducated. I didn't make good grades in school. He went to Texas A&M, guys. He's not uneducated at all. <laughs> I, I did a lot of drugs, okay? I was partying a lot. I don't know what happened. <laughs> you could party and be educated. I, I Come was, on now. I, I was not that. I was partying, partying and uneducated, and that's just what it is, and that's why I'm doing a podcast where maybe I can educate myself and be a... Um, a a productive and someone who a productive member of society and someone who can also contribute and maybe teach i don't know or at least oh. or at least provide a platform where people can learn yeah i like that yeah i'm, I'm, I'm a you good i like the effort i respect uh, the effort. well you were asking me what, what is feminism to you mm -hmm. and <clears throat> to me it seems like feminism is um something about uh, the awareness of women's inequality in certain sectors of society and how feminists are trying to equalize that. Is that kind of like a something about it? Or is that feminism? Is, that, <laughs> is it feminism? I don't know. I don't, I don't honestly know. So I have a question. Where did you derive that definition of feminism from? Where does that stem from for you? I think because um, when I think about feminism, I just think about what I learned in school, which was like the first feminism wave, mm -hmm. which I think it happened oh. in like the 70s or 80s or something like that. Right. Where they're asking about uh, women are saying, hey, I want to vote. OK. You know what I mean? And so I think that this new feminism movement is something about not voting, but like they want other rights or s other equalities. I'm assuming that's like what's going on here. Such as? Uh, something about like equal women want equal pay or something. Is that something like yeah? I'm like scratching my shoulder while I yeah, say that. Yeah. So if you look, okay. I wish I would have brought up the stats. Let me bring up the stats. Bring Actually, the we stats. have technology. Hey, we we do science, we do statistics, mathematics, and literature on this podcast. We do it all. We do it all. She's got a fucking. She is on her browser right now, and we're going to pull up some facts, right? Yeah, so I just want to bring up, because you talked about pay, right? And yeah. so I feel like that's a really easy way to talk about it, sure. because it's very evident to see how... Hey, talk money. That's how men talk. We talk money. Money talk. Yeah, money talk. Yeah, so... Damn, where are these stats at? 
So women earn 82 cents for every dollar men make, right? But that's not even the whole story because if you break it down by race, it's crazy between white women, black women, Latina women. So let me find those stats. And that's the, you talked about the waves of feminism. Mm -hmm. So the new waves of feminism focus more on on that intersectionality Mm -hmm. and not just focusing on white feminism because white women have a very different experience throughout history than women of color. And so that kind of goes back. Like, you can't just talk about one thing in isolation. Everything intersects. It's about class. It's about race. It's about gender. Like, yes, there's Marcel is saying that there's multiple waves of feminism that go across the board between race and uh, fucking race. What else? I don't fucking know. It's very interesting she brought that up because. If you go back to the 1870s, not just the regular 70s, when women were trying to get the right to vote, just because, you know, there was a law, an, an amendment, it's 19th amendment, that allowed women to vote, doesn't mean all women got to vote. It mm-hmm. was just white women who got to vote. Because black women didn't really get to vote till the 1950s on the Civil Rights Act. And so that's the discrepancy they're talking about here. Mm. But right. I think from, I think the reason we brought up, and we laughed during the patriarchy discussion, is because we had Eduardo on this podcast, and I think shout out my man Eduardo. Yeah, and so we were just um, because we didn't have the numbers in front of us, okay. but we were just going off personal stories mm-hmm. because we've been. I work in the STEM industry. Eduardo worked in the STEM industry. He did. He worked. He was some some software development man shit, and we were just citing, you know, who our superiors were or mm. who the general leadership in our company was, was. Mm-hmm. and it was mostly women mm-hmm. my i have shit is that no, wrong no you can you can you know keep talking i have 10 different accounts i want 90 percent of them are managed by, my bosses are all women um my direct manager is a woman high direct manager is a woman and throughout my experiences of working mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm still young i haven't been working a long time you know i've never seen it just like i haven't seen racism wherever i've worked i've just never seen an an inequality or balance or imbalance between what men are doing and what women are doing in fact to me i'm like oh man the women are doing great like they're killing it and so i was like okay like can we actually get somebody on here who actually knows what's up because we can just ad lib and talk about it and i think his experiences are similar to mine but if somebody could actually highlight this uh, where we can actually see then you know and i think it. it's like two parts i think that's the power of your narrative like power of your personal experience because what you experience may not always be the same as what someone else experiences however that does not mean that the same reality doesn't exist mm-hmm. you know so it may not always be visible and sometimes it requires like you being hyper aware of it and really learning about very discrete ways that it can come up and so you mentioned like leadership, right, in your in your career. And so that's awesome. Like, great, women are in positions of leadership. Does that mean that it's the same everywhere, all around? You know, in other sectors, in other um, careers, in other parts of the country, in other parts of the state? Like, does that mean it applies everywhere? Probably not in the strip club, because I think it's just a man just fucking taking all the money. From there the are male strip clubs. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. Sorry, I don't even. <laughs> Have I you just, ever been to one? I just got. I've been to three strip clubs. Damn, I want to go to one. Like a male strip club? Both, female and male. Let's go. Try to make plans. I don't. He know said no. Like I don't. I don't like strip. Club. I don't like female strip clubs. So I oh, wouldn't like. Why not? Why? I don't know. It's just. It's too cheap. It's too it's what? Like, it's like cheap. Hmm. It's cheap sex. Interesting. Anyways, um, I don't know what that was all about, but I need to um, segue into the question I wanted to ask, which was mm-hmm. regarding feminism. Is is working at Hooters or Twin Peaks, um, is that against the feminism movement? Because I think like some women are like, you know, you don't got to use your body, like you have a brain or blah, blah, blah. I don't you could have both. You can have brain and body. At Hooters. And you can use it however you want. I think so. I think that's in my personal opinion. It's more of like, 
who are you to judge and impose your thinking on what they're doing? Mm. Like, yeah. how is it affecting you? Well, they some feminists would believe that it's it's holding feminism back because they want to present this idea that like women are more than their body. So like by maybe working at a Hooters or Twin Peaks, you're kind of holding back the feminist movement, which I don't agree with. I think, yo, like you look good. You know what I mean? Oh, I have a hamburger and some fries. You know what I mean? Said, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Just FYI, Roshan, for my birthday, planned my dinner to Twin Peaks. What? Okay, can you explain what is Twin Peaks? It's like Hooters, but a little bit classier, maybe. It's classier. It's classier, cool. and the food is is really good. It's almost like an upscale Chili's. Oh. Just okay. with Is it a Texas thing? No. I don't know. Twin Peaks. Yeah, but I think Roshan's point is, if. And I could be wrong about this. If we are trying to move away from women being simply portrayed as sexual beings, mm-hmm. then should women continue to do to be in careers that perpetuate sexual stereotypes? And are those career choices pulling back the the movement that is being sparked? Yeah, I mean, I think if the movement. Again, it brings me back to like the definition of it, and it's really what is your end goal, right? What is your end goal with feminism? And so if the end goal is for women to own their bodies however they want, then that's not bringing back the movement at all. They're just owning their bodies. But if your intentions are elsewhere with the movement, um, in terms of like, then you're going to get into controlling women's bodies in a way of not allowing them to own their bodies and work in these places, and it's a different... I think it has a different effect and a different intention. Does that make sense? So true femininity is being allowed to be a stripper and use your body if that's what you choose to do, or be a lawyer and still have the same or rights both. and <laughs> the same pay all around. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you mean by true femininity. Like, this is my No, not femininity. Sorry, not femininity. Feminism. Or true feminism. Yeah, like a, a good... Like if we were ideal, but what is a good feminist? I did like, not ideal, not not a feminine, not a feminist. Sorry, why the fuck am I keeping using drunk? A little bit. Um, but a true a true feminist movement would mm-hmm. support both avenues, like true freedom. True I think, equality. in my perspective of feminism, yes. I think for me, it's really about body autonomy and allowing women to do whatever allows them to feel powerful. And not really judging them for it. Like this idea of, are they bringing back the feminist movement? Are you bringing back the feminist movement? What are your actions? What's a good one? Because I think we would support Twin Peaks. Like we'll go to Twin Peaks and have no issue. I ain't never been. And then we'll go to to Hooters. And then we'll just chill with educated women. And we won't like, we won't give a shit. Yeah, and I feel like there's more, there's more to it. It's like a duality. Like, why yeah. do you have to be one or the other? Why do you have to be a woman, quote unquote, selling her body or using her body? And then the other flip side is being a lawyer and being educated. You could be both. You could absolutely own both sides of you. Yo, I'm going to be real. If my lawyer's a stripper, <laughs> no, you're not my lawyer. Like, it's, that's, <laughs> I'm sorry, Marcella. <laughs> you can't be both. Why can't, but like, you're telling me then like a lawyer can't own her body? Okay, Marcella, <laughs> would you let your lawyer be a stripper? Or your doctor be a stripper? Your dentist, actually, specifically. Would Why you let your I dentist be a stripper? <laughs> like, they're in your mouth at fucking 9 o'clock, but they're stripping at 2 a.m. Would you, like, would that be cool with you? All right, if they're not getting sleep, that's not cool with me because you got to be on your toes no, okay, if you're doing work. But if it, like, why, I guess when you're thinking about it hypothetically, like, why does it, why does one affect the other? How does one affect the other? I think it's a perception of competence. Mm. Mm. Then that goes back to something else, I think, though. Because I think even for guys, I don't think I would want, like, my doctor to fucking be a trash collector at two o'clock in the morning either like i think it's just like Mm. i want like 
there's a certain competency <laughs> that these professions require that we can't. See, I don't. <laughs> like, I think that's where I would disagree. I don't think that your profession really equalizes your competence as a person. And I think people go into different professions for different reasons, right? A million different reasons. Sometimes it could be survival. Sometimes it could be just what they're comfortable with. Sometimes it could be just what they're good at. Sometimes it's just like it works with where they're at in their life right now. And I generally don't think that like competence equates to what profession you're in. So let me ask you a question. You're a teacher. Yes, sir. Would, if you had a daughter, would you allow your second grade teacher, like if you found out your second grade teacher was a stripper, mm, would you be cool with it? That's interesting. And she was shaking that ass at, what's a good strip club? Uh, uh, ecstasy. Ecstasy, sure. Hmm. As a teacher, good point. I don't know. Sounds like, hey, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. If I was that kid, that sounds like a good time to me. Yo, yeah, I don't if know. I'm being honest. It's a good way to put it. But let me see. I think we just broke Marcella's whole code of conduct. I mean, because I don't think it has to do with like the confidence at all. The moral compass, maybe. Moral the compass. The moral compass, maybe. Of the, I mean, the of the of the teacher who's a stripper, like there has to be something. What's the doubt in your mind that is not allowing you to just say yes immediately to this question? Because I don't think it would be a matter of like because intellect. she has gonorrhea <laughs> and she's fucking reading a book to a kid. Why did you? <laughs> Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't even get that when you said it. You could be, um, you could take care of your sexual hygiene. That's true. And be a stripper. You could be a healthy stripper. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Okay. Yeah, but I think to go back to Davis's question, I think the struggle for me right now is like, yeah, it's not going to change the way I see the intellect, like the intellectual competence of it, but more so, I don't know. I got to think about that for a minute. Hey, shit. Hey, that's okay. That's okay. So... Um, you know, cause you're a woman mm-hmm. or female or what do you, pr- what pronoun or thing do you prefer? Do you want to be a female or a woman or a girl? I identify or... as both. Female, Either... woman, girl. Girl. Okay. She's a girl. Sure. Um, <laughs> so what do you think about, you know, dudes? Do you think that, oh, oh my God. Sorry guys. I apologize. I'm fucking drunk. I'm fumbling over my words, but I'm about to fix it right now. Anyways, you know, there's some dudes who are trying to get laid, correct or incorrect? Correct. Okay. So these dudes are trying to get laid, and where do you think they might mess up? Like, where are their pitfalls where you see, like, common mistakes? Like, hey, like, I'm seeing a lot of, maybe you're doing too much, you're not doing enough. I don't I don't know. I'm, a fuck, I'm on the other side where I don't know what the fuck's going on. I think I can't speak for all women because I think in my experience talking to people, they like different things. But yeah, what were you going to say? No, it's all feelings. So you, you are speaking for all women right now. <laughs> no, no. I only say that because like talking to different people, especially as I've grown older, okay. I notice that That's a lot nice. of women look for different things. And so maybe what one guy is doing wrong with one girl could work. Yo, you good? <laughs> <laughs> a week. Um, so like what one guy is doing could be a total flop for one person and for another girl it could be everything she ever wanted and he would get laid that night but what's like the most common trend that you've seen that guys do like what do they fuck what do we fuck up the most and trying to get laid yeah I just trying just, to get laid just trying to get You're laid no no relationship just like they're trying to be they were insults before and they're just trying to get get something and mm-hmm. they're just like they're starving these brothers are starving out here all right, all right. copy 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 i think sometimes y'all just be awkward like i think it really comes on to owning it right and what we were talking about before the podcast make it till you make it and just owning and being intentional and i think if that shows 
people pick up on it, right? Male or female, whatever. People pick on that confidence and are like, ooh, I like the way they're walking. I like the way they're talking to me. But sometimes when it comes off as awkward, you're like, hmm, what are they really trying to say? Would they be good in bed? Because they're kind of awkward right now. Yeah. Awkward in the bed. Yeah, exactly. Because you're trying to get a sense of who they are as a person, right? And if their character is awkward right now, I mean, that doesn't always translate. But in your head, you might think about, I don't really know this person. I don't know if I want to go to bed with them. So it's it's just a confidence thing for you, like just uh, I think so. like you walk up the way you walk, the way you talk, the chain that you got on. Sheesh, like, <laughs> that's a gold chain. <laughs> you got a gold chain. You got a a white well, what premolar, a gold premolar or some shit like that. The grill, <laughs> grill. Yeah, you see, but then for some girls that would be like er, red flag, not it, don't want that. But like you see, like some, I think the confidence would. Try, even for the girls who are like, oh, I wouldn't step with him, they would still, do you think they'd still be attracted to him? And they're like, okay. Do you think girls are just attracted, are universally attracted to confidence? I think everyone is. Okay. Do y'all like confident women? I kind of <laughs> know. Like, I genuinely want to know. Like, what is your perspective on it? Because I don't think I've really talked to guys about this. Like, what are y'all hey. seeking to women when you're trying to fuck? Yo, I like him. I like I'm insecure and nervous. Why? Honestly. Does it make you feel more confident? Yes. Oh. Because I can, you know, I'm in my confidence. So it's like if she's worried or scared, it's like, yo, don't don't worry, baby girl. I'm here. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to make sure everything's all right. I'm in control. I'm the leader. You know, you part so of the... So you want to feel like an alpha male? Yes, ma'am. So confident women don't let you feel like an alpha male? It's more like, yo, like, hey, every day is a role play. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I was like, how about I play the role of the alpha male, okay. and you be this fucking girl who needs to be fucking taken care of and protected, and it's like kind of a cool dynamic that we're playing now, and it's hot, too. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay, I think I need like way more, a little bit more confidence than. He said, "I don't, I don't want that." <laughs> like, because it, there's a, like there's that, but then when a girl is very timid, mm-hmm. they might even just be scared to you being in their presence. Like they won't mm-hmm. even let you in, like at all. They're just so timid and shy, and they can't really express themselves at all. And it takes a long time to get to know girls like those, where they're just like they're so closed off. They're not mm-hmm. confident in who they are, and. Like, okay, maybe I'm just trying to smash. And even if you're trying to smash, that's an even harder girl to sleep with because they're not even going to let you in. They're not even going to talk to you. They're just going to be kind of shy or in the corner. And over the long run, like, she's going to be timid if you're trying to, like, be in an actual relationship with her. Mm-hmm. If she's timid when you meet her, it's very hard for you to sustain a relationship because what's going to happen is she's going to get insecure because of how confident you are. And she's always going to be scared that you're always going to dip out on her because you're because she views you are so confident that you, that is it's going to cause issues because you're going to get tired of it. At some point, you're going to get tired of this clingy girl who's not confident enough in herself that she's and she's so scared that I'm going to live. Yeah. So it gives you short term power, but over the long run, it doesn't really build a healthy relationship. Okay. And like a girl who's confident in herself. And she'll probably even fuck you on the first date because she already knows her worth. Mm-hmm. But you can build some long-term shit with that because she's not, right. like, scared. Like, she's right. not... And I, I think also, just to make it a little bit more complicated, dash a little bit of complication, mm-hmm. um, I've met people that are, like, timid but very secure. And then the flip side, where they're very extroverted but very insecure. So that kind of, like, throws you off a little bit, too, when you're trying to, like, get to know people, you know? Yeah. Because you may you may think you're timid and insecure, and then boom, that shit turns around real quick. I think we talked about this one time. I called Roshana, and I was super excited. And I was, I was trying to figure out what builds um, insecurities or confidence in people. Okay. And I, you, you can give us your opinion. But for mm-hmm. me, I think it's how have you developed any key competences in your life? Have you ever been good at anything in your life mm-hmm. that you're very proud of? then you will start to naturally build confidence based on things that you've actually achieved in your life. Right. And that's a really good way of discerning whether somebody's 
is just a cocky idiot who's never done shit in their life mm-hmm. or a cocky girl is that a thing i don't know if that's a thing yeah it's a thing i don't know i think so uh, or like or a guy who's actually done shit and they're just kind of quiet but they're very you look at their past history like they've actually achieved shit they've right. worked hard they're educated you know they, they got their shit together and they're just quiet and so is that how do you figure out how do you smell people's bullshit and just kind of read them <laughs> smell people's bullshit i kind of agree with you and i think it confidence really does stem from how accomplished you feel and i think sometimes that can stem from things that are in your control but also just because i studied psychology in um, college there are stages of development in children and so there is a stage that talks about like how how it can go both ways right like kids become insecure kids become confident and it has a lot to do with the way they were raised and the way like the way their parents were bringing them up um so I think part of it can stem from that. And then part of it can also stem from like your own personal decisions. Like what did you do that you're proud of? What did you do that you feel accomplished about? And then, but what was your question? Like to tell, smell yeah, someone's smell, bullshit? smell that a guy is just full of shit. And he's actually not I don't think you confident. could tell. I mean, you could get a certain vibe from it, but you may not always be right. You kind of just got to talk to them and like really figure it out for yourself. Like, are you just talking shit or are you really about it? And, um, so did you grow up in like a very loving household? What, what was your childhood like? We're trying to talk about childhood just, trauma. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, said, we said childhood. We did not say childhood <laughs> trauma. You said that. You're right. Um, yeah, so I grew up, just to give you a little bit of family background, um, I grew up with my mother. I have an older brother, four years older. I have a stepfather, and then I have a half-younger brother. Um so yeah, I think my family dynamics growing up were just like a little bit weird, kind of abnormal. But overall, I would say that I had a very strong family tie with like my extended family back in Colombia and stuff. And I would say it was loving for the most part. There were definitely parts where I may not have felt loved, but I would say overall it was pretty positive. I do think that sort of carries into who you are as a human being right now and the sort of level of absolutely of joy and, and happiness that you carry yourself with and confidence. Mm, I don't know about confidence, but I think it has affected the way that like my emotional availability. And so that kind of, affects like how how do i open up to people do i let people in right like that i think that is heavily affected by the way my parents raised me and the way i kind of just grew up yeah cool and so did that availability like i I, we don't know your relationship background here but have you gotten heartbroken before i'm pretty sure everyone has but have you gotten heartbroken before yeah and was it bad bad or just kind of uh um, so I've only been in one relationship before, and it was pretty much long distance for most of it, but I don't know how to say it, because I want to say if the heartbreak was bad, but the entire relationship was just really complicated, and I think I emotionally checked out a while before it actually ended, and so that kind of affected the way that I processed the relationship. Okay, but that has not, that hasn't stopped you from seeking love, has it? I don't know if I'm seeking love right now. No, well, not right now. But if love shows up and knocks at your door, you're not going to be mm. unemotionally available to receive it. Because for I feel like for a, mm. for a lot of people, they've gotten to that stage of where they don't even get excited about going on dates anymore because mm-hmm. they've kind of burned out on the whole relationship thing. I okay. I genuinely just okay. I said this before. I was in my relationship. I didn't think I was ready to be in a relationship. And so I never really sought it out. And I was kind of just, you know, chilling, vibing, um, doing me. And then the way that my last relationship happened was that we were kind of started off the same foot, right? We were chilling, vibing, nothing serious. It was all cool. And then it kind of got to like, hey, I fucks with you, you fucks with me. You're trying to be exclusive. And I was like, fuck it, why not, right? And then it kind of just progressed from there. But I don't think I was ever intentionally trying to be in a relationship. And I think that kind of stopped me from 
knowing that about myself and knowing that I wasn't ready for a relationship and knowing that I didn't really want to be in a relationship stopped me from being fully open and vulnerable with that person. Um, and so when it ended, it kind of like confirmed that idea about me. It was like, oof, shorty, you told yourself you wasn't ready for this. Like you told yourself you didn't want this. You told yourself you were already unavailable for this emotional commitment yeah. and look at how it ended. And so I think for me right now, it's kind of where I'm at. So all the guys out there, my, Marcella is off the market. Uh, is official. Off the market. Of girls who come on this podcast uh-huh. are fucking emotionally unavailable. Like you are three for three now. Yeah. yeah three for four, not three for three. Yeah. So. That's, uh, I don't know e- even the. Can we maybe but cut that part? Right? <laughs> Okay, yeah. did you have something to say? No, no, I was going to say, I don't think it was because of the heartbreak, though. I think it's just, like, where I'm at in my life right now. I know being in a relationship is hard, yo. Like, it's a lot of commitment. It's a lot of, you really got to be there for that person. Like, 100%. And I don't think I'm there, I'm in a place in my life right now where I can commit to another person like that. And so, I think that is why I'm quote-unquote, emotionally unavailable. Hmm. And I think it's like, if you know that about yourself, why is it wrong? True. Roshan, are you emotionally unavailable right now? Or are you, are you ready to fully commit to someone right now? Mm-hmm. Listen. Ladies listening to this podcast Let right now. Let the tequila now. talk. All right? Let my voice enter your ear and go straight into your heart. Okay? I'm ready... For children, okay? Oh. Yes, okay? I like that. And I know some women, they would like to have a baby. I'd like to know I'm stepping up to the plate right now. All right, I'm going to leave my Instagram handle at the end of the podcast. Trying to be a father. Hey, man, I'm trying to have have a kid, maybe a son. Not really trying to have a daughter. I'm not really trying to do that whole female life. You know what I mean? (laughs) Marcel, is that okay? It's your life, not mine. Do what you want. If God gives me two women, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end my life. (laughs) I'm gonna say that right now. There, that is not the life that I want to live. Okay, Davis, do you feel the same way? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I get over heartbreaks pretty quickly. Like, I've never let a heartbreak. How many heartbreaks have you had? Like like maybe two lot. serious ones. Okay. But I'm I'm not like that. that I'm a, I'm a fucking shooter. Like I've never let that shit. Like because like, like, you're gonna get, you're fucking young guys. Mm-hmm. You guys are all. I think our demographic is like under under thirty, right? <laughs> like it's under thirty. <laughs> it's under thirty. Like you're gonna be fine. All right, you're gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Like try love. You know, try a little bit. It feels good. Like there's nothing better. Than falling in love with, with a person. Like that stage where you're falling in love with them mm-hmm. is incredible. It's almost worth the heartbreak. Mm. So just try it a little bit. It's not going to kill you. No one has yeah. died from a heartbreak. Like, uh, well, maybe someone has. Someone yeah. has killed no, himself. Yeah. No, that's maybe? A medical. Yeah, you can die. You can die? Okay, yeah. Well, it's very rare. 99% of y'all will survive a heartbreak. So try that <laughs> <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, Rashad. Uh, hey. Yeah, I agree. I think love is really cool. I also believe in just laying in the cut and letting it come to you. Mm. I think that's what Marcella did. She just kind of, she just let it happen. You know what I mean? And maybe if the right guy comes along, she'll let it happen again. Yeah, I think for me, moving forward, I was like, next time though, I'm trying to be intentional about it. I'm not trying to just yeah. let it happen. I think that's what really prevented me from falling in love all the way. Mm, so I yeah. think next time, like, I really want to be intentional about this is what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and I think that's part of it. Like, I don't, I know I'm not there yet, so I'm not even trying to make it happen right now. Yeah. Honestly, that's a great, that's a great place to be in. Anyways, we're, um, we're just going to go on to the, the very last question. Uh, me and Davis were discussing white knight complex, but I wasn't, like, fully sure um, what exactly we wanted to dive into about or Marcella, do you know what white knight complex is? I don't. What is white knight? If if Davis explains it to you, then it's gonna make sense and then it's gonna be a whole rabbit hole. So I'm gonna give the microphone to Davis real quick. Sure. Shit. I feel fucking accustomed to pots and shit. I'm okay. fucking late. <laughs> I was so late. Anyway, um so a white knight so uh, going back to this topic of 
We're gonna edit all that shit out, and we're just gonna start fresh. Okay. From the other thing. All right. Sure. So going back to guys trying to get laid. Um. We've seen some guys who are maybe they're trying to get laid, maybe they're not, but they almost act as like female protectors, mm-hmm. where they kind of come to your defense on everything and sort of try to protect you and cuddle you and you know prevent any harm from happening to the female gender and we were just wondering if you've seen this in some guys where they almost never disagree with you or just kind of just go with whatever you want to do and never have a differentiating opinion and whenever you guys are attacked they come to your rescue as a white knight like Jesus on a freaking white horse. Um, have you seen this complex in guys? Is it you know a good path to go down if you're trying to get laid or you're trying to get a girl? Um, and that, would that build a long-term sustainable relationship if the guy is just constantly agreeing with you or in your corner? Do you want some arguments? Like I feel like... A little bit of chaos in a relationship is good. Just a little bit. A little bit of tension. Um, and so is that is is the white knight path a good path for guys trying to get laid to go down? Um, I don't think someone agreeing with me all the time is really like a positive thing. Because I don't need someone to agree with me all the time. I need someone to show me their perspective and what are they thinking, challenge me. Put me on to new thoughts, you know? Um, so I think long-term sustainability, nah. Because it's just going to be you agreeing with me over everything. I could do that shit myself. But um, in terms of getting laid, though, I've seen it happen. I've seen guys really go in and, like, do... I'm going to do everything for you. Like, yeah, you got it. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Like, it's all on you, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Does it, does it work? I said I've seen it, right? But does it work? Maybe for some girls. I personally mm. don't like that because it just seems like you're trying too hard. Like, why are you agreeing with everything I'm saying? Because I know they're I'm trying to right. fuck you. That's right, why. Right, then say that with your chest. Like, I don't know. It just it feels ingenuine to me. Because it feels like you're purposely just agreeing with me for everything and supporting me and everything. And it's like, do you really think that? I'm kind of manipulating you. Yeah, it kind of feels manipulative. Yeah, and I don't fuck with that, so. (laughs) Okay. What do y'all think? Do y'all do that? I I think we're like... Do we look like we do that? (laughs) Do we look like those kind of men? I don't know, man. I I think we're the opposite of like... I know for sure I'm the opposite. In fact, I try to have as many. If I'm trying to get laid with a, uh-huh. like, if I'm just like walking up to a girl that I don't know, I try to build as much tension mm-hmm. between me and the girl as possible. Just as much friction because, like, first of all, the sex will be better and it gives us something to talk about. Like, if you approach yeah. a girl and you just agree with them on their fucking thoughts, all they think, like, okay, yeah, like, I like sushi. I like sushi too. Like, that's <laughs> it. That's the end of the conversation. There's no. Yeah, like, yeah. That's what I was saying. It's like, I could do it myself. Yeah, but like you build that tension, like you have a little argument here and there. Like, I think arguments in relationships are like also helpful. Like, mm-hmm. because at some point you grow too comfortable with the person. Like, uh-huh. you just like, you smile them every fucking day. It's all cherry and rosy. Like, yo, yo, let's argue a little bit. Like, like just a little bit. Like, let's not Throw argue a little over, spice in there. Yeah, just a little spice. Like... Mm-hmm. The makeup sex will be great, like, and then you're good. But just kind of having that tension in a relationship. And this goes back to something Roshan has been talking about. Um, how much do you think guys should be expressive with their emotions um, in a relationship? All right, we're talking about, like, serious relationship? We're talking about trying to smash. Like, serious relationship. Okay. Like, me and you are together. Okay. But, you know, how much of an emotional... Toll? How much of an emotional toll should I be placing on you if I'm in mm. a relationship? I think it's difficult for men to express their emotions just because of the way that we've been socialized in society. But I do think that completely ignoring your emotions in a relationship, denying them, rejecting them, is not healthy. And I think that prevents you from being vulnerable with your partner, which in the end is going to prevent you from building a really deep bond with your partner. 
Um, but on the flip side, like if you straight up first date, pour your whole heart out to the girl, your whole relationship, your whole emotions, I mean, it goes both ways. If a girl does that to you, you'd be like, damn, girl, wow. like yeah. shit, yeah, yeah. you know? So I think it kind of just has to build slowly. But yeah. I do think that the two extremes are not beneficial. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just be, you know, basically what Marcel is saying is that like, look, I know you're a man and you're in a lot of pain right now and some shit has happened to you. Mm-hmm. And there will be a time and place for you to maybe express some of that, but just kind of hold off a little bit. Maybe give her some breadcrumbs. Maybe talk. Also share your experience with other people that aren't your girlfriend, because at the end of the day, a a relationship is is very similar to running a business. Okay, Mm. there's rules, regulations, policies. There's dress codes, okay? Damn, dress code. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so, hey, sometimes they're a dress code, and I mean that in the most respectful way. Mm. All right? There we go. No, but what you mentioned brings me back to a thought. Um, in my past relationship, that was a really big thing that we would talk about a lot. And I learned that a lot of times guys don't have other people to be emotional with or just be mm. open with. And so that girlfriend becomes that person. And, it's, and for girls, at least in my experience, we have a lot of different people that we share it with, right? right? It could be your mom. It could be your, uh, your girlfriends. It could be your coworkers, right? Like we, uh, it has been more socially accepted to kind of like open up with different people. Yeah. And for guys, um, it's not always that available. So the girlfriend becomes that person for them. So it's, And then it's her difficult. pussy is dry as fuck. Ooh. I'm going to be straight up. It's dry. It's dry when you're crying that much. <laughs> Right, Marcel, right? I'm not, this is not a joke. You said crying that much and the pussy is dry? Why are you fucking while you crying? (laughs) Don't ask, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not. Other guys are. But, but that's what I'm saying is that there are guys in those situations where they're just constantly turning their girl off because like you said, they don't have these resources to express themselves maybe. Mm -hmm. And they think that the, the, the girlfriend, the partner, or whatever, is the person to share it with. I mean, it's like, like I said, it's a business. Like, this is your business partner. There are things that you can express with them. And I'm sorry, there's other things that you you need to hold back a little bit or else the whole infrastructure just yeah. goes to shit. And That's it, it just may what not, it is. Yeah, it may not be hold it back forever, though. I think it just depends on, like, how available is your partner at that time to take that mm. in that information. Yeah. If y'all are just talking, then she might not be ready to take all of that in. Same vice versa, right? Like, if a girl is telling you her whole life story, you may not be ready to take all that in yet. But it, it could build, potentially. And it kind of just depends on how... Like, the foundation of your relationship. Like, are y'all there with each other? If y'all are, valid. Yeah, and I want to tell this all... <clears throat> I want to tell this all the guys out there. And I think we've been we've been kind of beating this point down. If you're a guy, you need to go get yourself a crew of other guys that you yeah. hang out with constantly. Like, I'm not saying ignore your girl, but you need other men, older guys in your life, younger guys, people your age, people you fuck with. People you can just get a beer with and, and you can be open and honest with them because they're going to be really helpful um, in your development and also you won't have to freaking drop emotional bombs on your girlfriend or emotional bombs on the girl you're talking to and you'll be way more in control because men kind of know how to, like, we know how to regulate your emotions for you. We'll calm your ass down, you know, we'll come up with fucking solutions and then you can go home to your girl and you won't be a fucking wreck. Yeah, it's all about balance. Like, I've seen yeah. a TikTok about girls where they're like, I have no friends. My boyfriend's my only friend. And they do TikToks together, like the relationship TikToks. Mm. And I'm like, damn. That means, like, your what entire emotional dependence <laughs> is on one hey, person. I know, I know, to anyone watching those videos, I know it looks appealing. I know it looks like that's awesome. That couple's going to be broken up in the next couple months to a year. <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth. I, I, well, Sean's been there, right? I don't know. No. Sean said, don't bring up my personal history. <laughs> Maybe. I don't, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. But yeah. You're right. Hey, we're going to close out this podcast because uh, we're running a little bit late. We've been talking for a good amount of time. Marcel, we're so glad that you came on the podcast. Um, you provide a lot of value and we're 
We had a good time. Did you have a good time? I did. I appreciate y'all. Cool, cool. We're going to start the lo-fi music, and if you listen to the podcast, we're going to play that music. It's going to be bumping. And uh, what was that? Oh, yeah. Hey, if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram, okay? We're posting stories and posts every single day. And also the podcast on Spotify. We need you to hit that follow button to help see. It helps us get up in the algorithm so more people can see our video, our uh, podcast. And also, we are on YouTube, okay? Um, so with this episode, this episode will be on YouTube. If the video, you know, actually works out, then it will be on YouTube, okay? Um, that's all I got to say. Everyone have a good day, and then we will see you next Wednesday. All right. We'll see you all next Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Peace.